Are you frustrated spending hours and loads of money on your marketing but just getting nothing back in return? Well, we're taking on new clients for our power hours and you get me and Roxy and in just one hour, we will brainstorm where the blocks are in your business and fast track you to your very own roadmap to success. Your package will include a one hour Zoom call or if you're local to us, we'll meet in person and grab a coffee. And then you'll get a one-to-one -one coaching session tailored specifically to your business. You get to ask us absolutely anything. Need more sales, advice on your website, getting web traffic but it's just not converting. Is your social media engagement low or non-existent? Or do you just need some advice on how you can create a consistent, engaging content plan? Well, we're here to help. We'll record everything so that you're able to work on it. And you can also get a follow-up session too. So book in for a one-to-one -one power hour. The link is in the show notes and it's just £99. <laughs> podcast this is episode number 33 hi it's felt like an absolute age and we're so sorry we actually got so organized didn't we we, we did and we did like a recce of a few podcasts and they've just disappeared into outer space <sighs> which makes podcast land literally breaking my heart every time i think about it but yeah we recorded like we did. about three or four yeah we? we did so all i had to do was go in edit them get them up and they just disappeared which is such a pain because We've obviously been away, it's the summer holidays, we know you guys are busy as well, but um, we've been away, I've been away, yeah. you've been away, uh, we'll, we'll chat about that in a minute. So we're sorry, <laughs> really sorry, we we are still in six weeks holiday madness. I know, but not long to go. at the end, we're almost there. Um, but yeah, yeah, there's been a little bit of a break and we're sorry. We'll get these episodes re-recorded, but we thought we'd do... One today, very topical. We've obviously had the news today. Um, energy prices. I know. It's a bit of a worry, isn't it? And we're probably heading into a bit of a recession. So we wanted to, you probably sat at home worried, worried about rising costs for your business, worried about fuel, worried about Cost energy. Cost of living, everything. All of that. So we're gonna give you some tips on how we can get through this. Um, based on kind of things that we've done in the past, um, and looking at kind of trends and yeah. recessions come and come and go, and we can learn from other times that we've kind of moved up a downturn. That's what, right. What other people have done. But first, before we deep dive into that, let's chat what we've been up to. So, what have you been up to, Kate? Well, I feel like I've not been home. What haven't you been up to, like? You literally have been the busiest person I know in this six weeks holidays. I know. So we booked a couple of holidays, took the kids away. Um, we did kind of like. One staycation with the children, which bored the absolute life out of me. I'm not one of these people that can just do nothing on holiday, and that's what we had. So we, unbeknownst to us, there was no internet, there was nothing <laughs> around Welcome for miles. to Wales. But absent, I'm talking, I've never spent so much on petrol or done so much driving in my life. We were like 30 miles away from anything, and I'm talking like even a shop, like, in the middle of nowhere. I'm sorry that I'm chuckling because I go to Wales probably four times a year and I probably should have just maybe even considered that I'd need to give you the lowdown on well, the situation there. For me, like it just goes to show how much you rely on the internet because I couldn't even look like, what is there to do? <laughs> <laughs> how do I get to the shop? How do I get to the beach? Where's the shop? Yeah. Yeah, I had to drive 
to the top of a mountain. 10 minutes at the road to get... <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I had to drive 10 minutes at the road to get any sort of signal on my phone, which was just nightmarish with two children. But, no joke, we went up Snowden, and I had a better signal up Snowden than I did when we were staying, so... <laughs> Oh Just my life. So yeah, we did that one. Then we had a, a few days at home and then we did our abroad holiday. My stay holiday, it was more, my children had a holiday and I babysat my children while my children were on holiday. While they had fun. Yeah. <laughs> you were like the au pair. Um, oh my word, I was exhausted by the time we came home. Um, but they had fun, I think. Making <laughs> memories. But yeah. like you say, when you do something like that, it is like you need a holiday yeah it was it was it felt long i'm not gonna lie it felt long and my son wasn't the best flyer wasn't the best through security i thought at one point like the whole of the security team were gonna jump lockdown in the air because <laughs> he wanted he kept on wanting to kind of go back and i was like trying to explain no you're not allowed to go back i'm leaving i can't do i'm not doing this and i was like oh my god so yeah we had all of that um yeah we were glad to be home <laughs> but they had fun when we were there um, mostly, mostly had fun and, um... Did you get any time to relax and... Last day, lounge? it's always the last day, it's always the last day, so, unbeknownst to us, some of the children's friends were actually there, which actually worked out quite well. Nice! Going into the last part of the week. So we were, um, my son hardly came out of his room, he didn't like the heat, he didn't like the swimming pool. He got into his head that the swimming pool was salt water, it was not salt water, but it, he decided he wasn't going to go in it. So he would kind of come out to eat and then go back. So he came out to come and tell us something and then all, all we heard, Oliver! Um, and his friend was there. So that got Helped. him out of his room a little bit more. Um, the last day, he went in the pool. My daughter played with uh, this little boy's sister. Oh my so life. on that day... He could have done with that chill. at the beginning. Chill, yeah, yeah, yeah. chill. Um, which unbeknownst to us the airport experience the next day wasn't so great so yeah we needed that but it's always the last day um mm. when the kids go away so yeah and then came back just done a little only a few days um north yorkshire which is very hilly loads of steps <laughs> oh my god so what kind of holiday would you enjoy kate <laughs> i've got loads of holidays yeah spa day um greece Santorini was <laughs> mainly often, about the children. I quite often got to do that. The kids don't I? Um, but wanted to take my way this year, and we saved hard for it. And it, it was a load of money actually. I am yet to to bite that bullet of taking all three away, just because. I, I wanted to. I said, "Oh, next year we'll get a villa." I want to do it before the fly the nest because. Ethan's going to be 16 soon. Yeah, yes, I really, really, really want to take them abroad. Like, really. But, like, my mind's telling me no. It's, it's hard work, I'm not going to mm -hmm. lie. Um, yeah, I was thinking about getting a villa next year. Yeah, we just do, I'm like, up for chill. that. However, my son is like, I'm never going on holiday again. I, I want to just go to cold places. I don't like the heat. Oh, okay. What about if we got an aircon villa? Have we had aircon? Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know. Know, let's get over like the next few months. We've got high school and all of that. It's like stuff. when you have a baby and then someone straight away says, You're having another baby. No. Like, yes. no, never going abroad again. So, what about you? Um, so, 
I was gonna say, if you listen to the last po- podcast, you may remember like me saying that like, I've got chill holidays, but the podcast didn't go live, so I didn't have really a lot planned this kind of the last six weeks. But that went out the window because then I was like, okay, I've got loads of free time. Let's make plans. So I literally filled. Just been on like lots of doggy walks, holidays. We went camping, which is the opposite of what you would love. I hate it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. We had no electricity, Kate. No. Like no electricity. No. Um, no, the toilets. The to- all of it. No. The no. toilets were really clean. Like we only no. like we don't go to a field that's got no facilities, but we do kind of just strip it back, and it was just really nice. Although I I had Wi-Fi and I was in Wales too, so maybe it was just the area you, you were in. I mean, we got an Airbnb for when we did North Yorkshire. That's that's like the is that your is. is that your limit? <laughs> <laughs> Which it was a nice I loved Airbnb, it. I'm like I'm, I've come back. I've got a tan. Yeah, yeah. That's actually pathetic. <laughs> I've been like forty degree heat, and I'm and still browner than you. Yeah. I'd say it was kind of level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've enjoyed kind of just chilling out. I've tried not to like be on social media as much. Tried to have a bit more brain space. Like, and it's been nice. Yeah. But we are back. This is our first work day back in a while, right? Yeah, and it's gone to absolute <laughs> beep. Yeah. We can't even log into anything. We've we can had, log in. We've got kicked out of everything. I was. We were. Yeah. And then it turns out it was us being an idiot. So there you go. Maybe maybe you've taken a bit of a break uh, from work. I know loads of you are so busy. Loads of us uh, are doing yeah. our to us. I know it's really, really busy. Busy, busy season. Yeah, I've noticed that our community on Facebook's been a lot quieter, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which is nice to see, you know, that obviously <laughs> too busy to us for us right now, which is fine. Yeah, <laughs> um, but um, we're back. We'll be kind of around over the next couple of weeks. And then as soon as September comes, we're... we're got loads of client work on haven't we obviously Redcon coming up which is really exciting so we're finishing off some bits and bobs for that our planner is out like this week like now yeah this week so we're getting that those sent out to those people that pre-ordered if you haven't pre-ordered and you want one links in the show notes yeah you can go and grab one of those so Um, good so yeah we are quite busy we're busy aren't we we? yeah but i don't know we we hit mega levels of busy though don't we so to us this probably doesn't seem that busy Right now, but I think in a few weeks with kind of WordCon, WordCon. and all of that monarchy. I'm feeling hyped for WordCon. Like, I'm, yeah. re- I'm ready to get that plan going. Like. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a really good day. I think my mind's just still a thousand to-do lists. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we're planning a really good day for you. If you're listening, if you're new to the pod and you don't know what WordCon is, um, it's basically the day where we pull together... Wedding professionals from around the UK, we give you a day full of wonderful wedding business education from top speakers. Um, These speakers would cost you thousands and thousands of pounds to work with individually, but you get them for the bargain price um, of a ticket to WedCon. You also get to network with hundreds of wedding professionals inside the room. You get lovely little games. We've got um, business clinics. You get to come and chat to us, come and tell us your business woes, any marketing. Yeah, um, so much going on in one day and it's 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 going to be a nice day for you guys to be able to concentrate on kind of your business, yeah. learning new things um, and having a whole, whole day just for you and your business because yeah. when do you, like, when would that happen? No, it's really, um, it's a day that we look forward to, don't we? And we've looked forward to it for a really long time because obviously things have been... Um, a little bit difficult over the last few years but we are back and looking forward to that so that's what's coming up for us 
Um, today though we're chatting all things um, well the economy really and mm. just kind of getting your business and, and anybody that's kind of um, just worrying really as to what's going on. Today we had the news um, of the energy price cap rising to silly levels. I know, my mum gave me a ring this morning and I was okay. like, oh mum, what, what I tried to say to her and I think this is like good adv advice personally coming from like my anxiety side of my brain is that we can't control like their what what they're doing and the prices that are going to be happening but what we can control is what how we feel about it and a couple of the things that we can do to kind of um almost like prepare and this is kind of where this podcast comes in a little bit because there's a couple of things that we're going to chat through that you know will will help you Lost my train of thought. <laughs> just help you kind of ride the tide a little bit and, and just yeah. to be a little bit prepared um, so that your business can kind of survive. And there are businesses that do thrive in economic downturns mm -hmm. as well, so you don't need to be one of those businesses. I think the thing to think of as well is that we're um, typically a recession-proof business because people can't really cancel their weddings yeah. or don't tend to cancel And people their will weddings. still be getting married. Yeah, they are just kind of postponed the date if um obviously we've had a lot of that recently um mm. so yeah we've got a few tips today on how you can kind of ride out the next few months in business and uh, remember we're here um as always as yeah. always for kind of brainstorming or if things aren't kind of working out for you and you just need some eyes over your business plan over your business model over your website marketing that sort of thing Get in touch with us. We're booking people right the way up to Christmas now because you want to get it sorted now, guys and girls, because um, Christmas engagements yeah. are kind of piled in for all really soon. And I think sometimes just having someone on the outside looking in. Yeah, it's something that we yeah. we like to have. We, um, you might think that coaches don't have coaches, but we I do. Love, <laughs> love absolutely love being coached and having other people just take a little eye over yeah. and see what see what you're missing when you can't see the wood for the trees. So. The first thing that we want you to think about really um, is pricing and is it time to be increasing your prices? Now we know that fuel's gone up, energy's gone up, well everything. Cost, the general cost of living yeah. has increased. Blur pack is now like £5.50 guys. Yeah. Like, what? Like, maybe your mortgage has gone up, <laughs> maybe the, you know, your rent's gone up, yep. cap, like everything has gone up. So. so there's no prizes for being nice. You know, you need to be running a profitable business or how are you going to pay yourself and how are you going to pay your mortgage? Mm. So um, is it time to be thinking about increasing your prices? And this is one of those things where you really need to do sitting down and knowing what's going on in your business as well. So do, um, do you have a plan in place? Do you understand your pricing? Do you know how much profit you're making? Do you know how, um, how much profit you're making on each of the packages that you sell? Um, you know, now is the time to really know that if um, if you don't already. Mm. And I think with this and with what's going on in, uh, you know, in the current climate at the minute, you may be tempted to think, oh, do I need to lower my prices so I get more clients? But I think um, you need to do the opposite of that. And that might feel a little bit strange or a little bit uncomfortable for you. But it's something that if everything else have gone up, you also need to look at what, what prices you can raise. I think um, I saw something this morning that was like, you need to be charging something like 
five or six hundred pound more than you were last year to still be making the same amount of money um with everything that's gone up and, and interest rates mm. rising and everything else um and that's something for you to kind of bear in mind and think about now obviously like quite often we'll set a price with couples maybe two years previous so we're still working on kind of prices from last year and before so I think the thing is for you to forward think a little bit and, and think how much do I want to be earning yeah kind of early next year mid next year late next year and um you don't need to make some big announcement that you're increasing your prices mm. or anything like that unless it's a way that you kind of tie it into your marketing plan and kind of say to people right you're going to be increasing prices as of October time kind of locking your price down yeah now so or even maybe like relaunches of packages see seeing what can be switched up if there's anything you know that doesn't really sell can you get rid of that or incorporate it in another package and then use that as like a marketing um scheme to get get new bookings but what i would say is don't bury your head in the sand with this one at all because like kate said um engagements are coming the up worst Christmas. thing in you don't want to be in a position where that tax bill's ending come january and you haven't got the money to pay for it or worse you sit there and you think you know what i've made absolutely more money over the last 12 months in my business mm. Um, and you've worked your absolute backside off. So if you don't have a grip on your pricing, if you don't understand, you don't know where to start, we can definitely help you with that. But there's loads of free things you can go and check out, blogs, um, kind of trackers, planners, that sort of thing, so you can go and work out how much profit you're actually making. The thing to think of as well is that um, while we're talking about pricing is discounts. Um, there's going to be a lot of it being asked for at the minute, isn't there? Like, um, yeah. Can you do this any cheaper? You know, what, like, what discount can you give me? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What I would always bear in mind, and I've learned this the hard way, <laughs> um, I'm like the queen of a discount, um, is like, those people aren't paying your mortgage and they're still going to be paying their mortgages. So it's not like they've gone and asked their bank for a discount no. on their mortgage, or um, and if you consistently discount your services, you're cheapening your product and you're cheapening your service, and and also it doesn't make it that fair for you other couples either. You know, um, if you're whacking out a discount here, there, and everywhere, and there's nothing worse for your rep if it kind of gets that. Like, oh how, yes, how much uh -uh. did you pay for this? Wow, I've heard, yeah, no, don't know. I pay six, seven hundred pounds more for the same thing. It's just not great for you. No, it's not. And there's diff there is a difference in being kind and, you know, appreciating the situation and, and actually having a business at the end of the day to come back to. So, you know, accept credit. Can you, can you allow people to kind of pay on a monthly ongoing basis yeah. um, to kind of spread costs yeah. for people? How else can you make your services accessible kind of price-wise? Yeah, what, could what, you, what can you look at? Could, could you sign up for like Klarna or... Yeah, like if you're somebody like stationary or something like that where you've got a physical product to, stand, to uh, send out, there are websites like Roxy's just said, Klarna, there's a few other ones where... PayPal do kind of a three-month payment thing. There's loads. Where your customer can pay viewing instalments, um, Kalana give you the full money. Yeah, yeah. So you get your money up front and then they owe their money to Kalana. Okay. And so then I that, think that's how, how kind of they work across the board as well. And that takes out that kind of debt collection or you kind of chasing people yeah. as well, that kind of element. 
Um, and look at how you're going to make it easy for people to pay you and still get the wedding that they want. Also, look at um, your services and just say to people, okay, what part yeah. of this package is it that you don't want? What part of this package is it that we can remove so that we can come in at the price that you want? And just look at it like that. You've, you've still got to, and this is why it's so important as a business owner to really understand your numbers. Um, and those of you that don't understand your numbers, um, like I said, we can definitely help with that or kind of go and speak to your accountant, go and get some help. Because that is the difference in you being in business in 12 months time and you not having a business. And, and we want you to be still here. You've worked Of course, hard. yeah. We want you to still be here, so yeah. Pricing is the first one, which kind of leads us into the second yeah. second one a little bit, doesn't it? And I think this one, obviously, is something that you all and we have had to look at over the last couple of years, um, and that's your contracts. Yeah, but so many people, we actually still don't even have a contract. It mm-hmm. blows our heads considering like, how much of a fuss kicked up with COVID and um, kind of frustrated contracts and people cancelling their weddings and wedding suppliers kind of almost going bust a lot of them by kind of giving deposits back etc um when maybe that's not was the best thing for them to do but having a tight contract in place so that if somebody comes in and starts to take the nick a little bit um or or doesn't pay on time like what is in place in your contract to protect you as a business so i did a podcast um a couple of podcasts ago with um, a wedding business legal guy i actually can't remember name it seems so long ago now but pab. yeah pab so we covered in that all about contracts and the one thing that stuck with me was what he said was was that by law your contracts have to be understood by your clients so you don't have to have fancy fancy words in there you have to know what those words in your contract mean and because you know you can go online and get a contract but make sure you know your contract inside out it doesn't have to be all these you know, those like legal like, yeah it, yeah it doesn't have to be that no no it doesn't have to be pages and pages long it just has to be clear concise and understandable and that expectation for your client as well that mm-hmm. they've got payments coming in x amount of months and then that's how you're able to budget your business as well you know quite a lot of um wedding industry work can kind of go through a feast or famine cycle can't it where you know we've got lots of money lots of um kind of final balances coming in and then, mm. and then periods where we're kind of scrimping and saving for our next deposit or we're waiting for kind of engagement season to kick in and it's about being able to plan out that year so yes make sure that your contract is tight that your payment terms are tight and that you enforce them mm-hmm. because there's no point having no. a contract if you're not going to enforce it um and chase up that money and, and um, like you said consider having ways that people can pay um to make it easy for them as yeah. well Right, so let's talk about our third kind of tip and thing that you can look at, and that's your marketing and your whole marketing yeah, plan so this is, and this strategy. Is, this is something that I've definitely made the mistake of in the past, and you'll be sat at home thinking, right, I need to tighten my belt here. Yeah. Uh, where can I tighten my belt across my business? And I'd say... It's always, yeah. I'd say 60% of entrepreneurs and business owners do this, and I would really, really... It's a bad habit. Give you, like, just say stop and think about this for a minute. And that is, they cut their marketing budget. Um, and if that's where your clients are coming from, so this is why it is important to track and to know where your clients are finding you. Yeah. So is it through SEO? And this is something that I did. 
So I was paying quite a lot for SEO when we had the bridal shop. We hit a period where um, sales were slower and money was a little bit more tight. I was also going through a divorce and um, I needed to take more money out of the business. And we found that sales weren't coming in. We were kind of going through that kind of famine part of our business. And I was like, right, this SEO is huge. I need to cut this. Um, and it was the, one of the biggest mistakes I made because a lot of um, our clients were finding us through Google, SEO, being able to find our shop. Those people that had never heard of us before um, were then being able to find our, our shop and, and come in mm. and purchase from us. So by cutting that, I was cutting the potential for sales down the line. Literally snipped, snipped yeah. those potential clients um, away. Which was which was then money coming in, um, and that was one of the mistakes that I kind of made. But it is really important for you to know where your clients are coming from, how much they are spending with you, so that you are able to create an effective marketing plan and know where you can pull back on. Mm -hmm. So, are you getting a lot of word of mouth referrals? Um, are the wedding fairs that you're going to are they effective? Um, is the social media company that you're hiring to do your social media? What are their stats like? How much um, how much return on investment are you getting for that? How many couples are coming through your door? How many of those are you converting? All of that is really important for you to know. And yes, make savings where you can make savings. If you're not getting anything um, from you know the Facebook ads that you're running at the moment, if you're not getting any mm -hmm. conversion from that, by all means, cut it and save that money or look where you can spend that money yeah. better but if you know you're getting a large chunk of your couples from a certain element of your marketing whether that is social media management you can come and do your social media or whether that is seo or whether that's from networking events that you attend the worst thing you can do is to cut it because these are going to be your huge yeah, couples that's so true and with the tracking side of things you don't have to, you know, you don't have to do it in any fandangly way. Just sit and look at, look, just look at your numbers. Make note, okay, so, um, you know, I'm getting couples booking through, I don't know, maybe it's your emails or maybe it's your wedding fairs. But just take note. And what we did in the bridal shop, we, we had a form, didn't we? Yeah, so we, we just, just, we just asked people to kind of fill it in as we came in. Like, how did you hear from us? Um, and then just keep track of it that way. And then you can see, okay, so if you're spending x amount on facebook ads but you're not getting any any return from that but then again you um you know you get a lot from the emails you send out maybe it's time to look at switching it up and focusing on putting energy into where the your couples are coming from yeah if you if you're spending somewhere it's really easy to kind of just go and cut those places that you um that you spend money on your spend marketing. the most yeah and it's really easy for you to do that and, and like i said i've made this mistake in the past however where then are your couples coming mm. from and, and it's really important that you really know those numbers and understand those numbers um and to double down on kind of other marketing as well so if you haven't tried other elements of marketing um to give it a go like if you if you're not really investing any time on instagram um, on your stories for example or you haven't tried kind of other free things such as Pinterest mm. or TikTok which we're now on by the way or yeah or TikTok <laughs> or things like that there are free yeah. ways to market your business isn't there but don't just assume you know no. I need to save X amount of money let me just cut my social media guy or let me cut my search engine optimization company because 
you know, the leads will die off and they then will. what are you going to do? Yeah. And on kind of the marketing thing, a little tip, you know, is couples are also going to be in in the same boat as everybody else. So you can use that, not to your advantage, but, you know, put out there, write blogs about ways they can save money on their wedding, things like that will make you be really, really relatable as well. Yeah, I think um, something that stuck with me, um, I think since I've been in business, there's been quite a few little economic downturns and, and then they do come out of it, mm. it's about just riding that, is that um, it is the companies that kind of double down and invest that seem to kind of ride out recessions and economic downturns than ones that kind of really cut back because you want to be that big fish in, in the pond where when brides are and, and grooms and couples are looking for whatever it is that you do that you're the person showing up because mm. you're invested in your marketing rather than you are nowhere to be found um so yeah just consider that one and that's why it's really important we know it's not sexy we know nobody enjoys it um to really understand where your couples are coming from and where your your investment of your money is going. i love so tracking can... like the more i'm like oh let's look at this over here you get lost in like a rabbit hole of of track of trackage um yeah something that you might not have considered to do is um also like investing in the relationships that you make not just with your current clients and your client relationships who are going to be um kind of your word of mouth advocates and the mm-hmm. advocates for your business which is free marketing that's what it is um and you know you kind of usually people who are getting married normally then there's kind of like a cycle of everybody yes. gets married yeah, yeah. don't they or um yeah i know somebody that's getting married or their friend or their bridesmaid etc so really creating the best results the best experience for your clients you know um thinking of ways that you can kind of elevate that client experience so that you really stick out in their minds that you've kind of gone the extra mile for them Gifting's a massive thing over in the States that I know that we don't do enough of here, but even just something really, really small. I wish we'd have done this with um, our bridal shop. It's just like a little gift. Oh, no, we did. Yeah, we? We, yeah did, we, did, we did probably... For quite a little yeah, while. Yeah, we do like little jewellery gifts and things, yeah. weren't we? Because um, that's like, yeah. But actually... We probably did that too early in the process, so we would do that as people kind of booked an appointment with us and kind of came in. Whereas I think actually something down the line that's like, oh, thank you for teaching yeah. us, thank you for buying your dress from us, maybe a few weeks after they purchased it or a little bit closer to the wedding, just makes people feel nice and special. And um, it's really easier, like it's so much easier to kind of get repeat business from a client that you've already dealt yeah. with. So if you're somebody that also offers other services and other things down the line, just that little reminder that you exist with like a little present to say, oh, thank you so much for booking us. Maybe you're a photographer that does kind of wedding albums or you're a stationer that also does yeah, you know, kind of favours. Yeah, really or, well, yeah. Or anything like that. You're just kind of reminding them that you exist mm. and making them feel special. And it is so much cheaper for you as a business to get repeat business from a client that you've already um, dealt with. And, and it's really loads easier to get the second sale there it is because you've already built that rapport and that yeah. no like and trust with them anyway um and then also it's also about them referring you so maybe have a think if you don't already have a referral scheme in your business to have a referral oh, definitely scheme, yeah definitely um whereby your couples can get something that is of good value to them it doesn't have to be like super expensive 
but to you, yes, if they referred five of their friends to you and they booked X, Y, or Z, how much does that mean to your business? Like that could mean thousands and thousands of pounds mm. of business to you for the price of you buying them cheap cinema tickets or like a nice meal out. Yeah, like an Amazon voucher or oh yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a win-win situation, yeah. isn't it? So. Yeah, I'd have a think about and that one if that's something you don't already kind of do or haven't considered. Yeah, definitely. yeah. And that definitely works for services as well as kind of product-based businesses as well. Like, so if you're listening to this and you're a celebrant or a photographer, you can still put in a, a really good referral scheme where you just kind of let your couples know. Um, potentially, you know, definitely as you're kind of nearing the end of that kind of processing journey with your clients. Mm. But if you don't have kind of an email off um offboarding system for your clients whereby you're asking for a testimonial and you are sending them out some information at the end where you're signing them off we would definitely recommend that you do and the most successful businesses that we work with have yes. an onboarding system and an offboarding system whereby they are getting testimonials they are letting them know about the referral scheme which then brings in bookings kind of down the line doesn't it so it does so okay. the other thing is to network with business owners oh it is and this this is the foundations of the wedding business club and what we are all about and we always say this but now like there's never been a more important time than now to make sure that you've got a good network of other wedding industry professionals around you yeah for sure and i think um this is one of those kind of investments that if you're not investing in networking or um haven't been to a networking event because you know We've definitely had this in the past, haven't we, where we've not invested enough time in networking. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, you know, especially in the wedding industry, like, we're not, you know, we're not, people who get married book kind of 20, 30 different wedding suppliers, so they need to book 20 or Which is actually crazy when you think about yeah. it. Like, where else does that happen? What other industry would that happen yes. in? Like? So, you know, that's a lot of conversations happening with couples, whereby those couples are looking for the next part of their journey mm -hmm. whatever that is and that's where you know they're going to be looking for the people they already trust and know and like and who are booked to be able to say to them oh look i'm looking for a really good florist i'm looking for a really good stationer whatever it is that they're looking for we're looking for a musician whatever it is and i had some experience recently like it, it's easy to kind of forget how little people who are getting married for the first time actually understand and know about getting married i've been in the wedding industry for a really long time now and actually a friend is getting married uh, next year and she has got no clue she asks me daily <laughs> oh i know the friend yeah, yeah yeah i feel like i'm her wedding planner but even she says oh where do i go to find like a wedding band um i don't even know where to go and look to look for bridesmaid dresses and she is asking for me to refer people because and and it's been thin like crazy like 80 percent like it's yeah 80 percent of word of mouth um, referrals gone to book which is so high so if you've not invested in networking if you don't have a good um kind of wedding industry base around you of other people in the industry people who come kind of before you in the cycle of, of getting married in the booking schedule you know most people kind of stick to a booking schedule however this person i know she hasn't even booked her wedding yet and she's got her band 
Um, well, she's getting married. <laughs> she's getting married abroad, and they can't book their abroad wedding yet because I think they can only book it within like twelve months to go. Right. Okay. So they've uh-huh. got like a party in the UK as well. So they've booked things for the party in the UK, but they're right to there is no wedding yet. So, um, you'll know in the scheme of things where you kind of you yeah sit yeah where you sit. You want to be networking with those people that come before and the people that kind of come after as well, and just getting your name out there and it's and it's really good value for money. Um, well, as are anyway. Yeah, they are like fifteen quid. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. You can go in there. You can kind of make an impression, meet people, kind of, um, and also build up that support network for yourself. So it's yeah. not just about you being able to kind of, um, get your name out there and have people kind of, um advocate for your business and talk to their couples about you and your business and what it is that you do but it's also about you building up your own support network so when things are tough and tight um you've got people to talk to yeah you've got people to lean on that are that are going through similar that are in the same industry like honestly if you if you don't do if you don't go to networking please just give it a try it might be a little bit scary i know that no, yeah. like some of the times some of the yeah. times I just be in the right mood for it. Yeah. Um but once I go, I'm always happy to have been. Um and I always think of it like if I can chat to and have three meaningful conversations That's with people it. who know what I do and I leave that room that that we can follow up with and maybe grab a coffee in the future, that I've got something out of it and they've got something out of it and that um more people are being talking about our business. I think if you if you're gonna go to networking, um what I would say is make sure you don't just go in there you know without thinking about what you want to get out of it you've got to go there with a purpose yeah and that's why our networking events are really great as well because you're not going to go there and find your plumbers and your people there to kind of sell you things your seo people etc electricians etc you're there to make connections within the wedding industry other people in your area in your area chatting to couples who um who you can go you and get married as well. Yeah. So, yeah, you can uh, check out our networking events if you want to. What I'll do um, is I'll pop the link to our um, networking events page in the show notes. So if you want to check that out, go and have a little hunt because our events are back on. I'm so excited. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so excited. We've got ones going on in September, October, and then we're also planning our Christmas ones too. I know. <gasps> I know that word. Like, let, let's just pretend like I never said that, but yeah. Well, our I Christmas know. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. Right. Last one to think about, and um, this is something to think about, and we, we spoke about this quite a lot last year, the year before. Yeah, we did, yeah. In terms of COVID hitting and kind of looking at your business model and thinking, right, okay, do you want to be in this position where you're relying on one form of income coming into your business in order to kind of Mm-mm. help you through and pull you through? Um, we've bashed on about having multiple revenues. <laughs> Banged on about it for so long. <laughs> and I think it's really important in this industry, yeah. especially if you're somebody that you, your income relies on you physically being at a wedding. Yeah. Because what's your retirement plan? What what happens if you're unwell? What happens if you... Want to go on holiday? Yeah. Or the kids are off school? Or... or the kids are unwell. Or unfortunately you're unwell for a, quite a long period of time. Um, or your car breaks down. <laughs> yeah, somebody I know is a florist. She's recently just discovered that she's got breast cancer. Oh no! Um, and what a really rubbishy time to have found. And, and luckily mm. they caught it early, but she is going to have to have chemotherapy and she's going to have to have um, radiotherapy. And I know how crappy that can make people feel. Um, and 
like a sip and well yeah. and steady on feet, all of that sort of thing. Um, and she's a florist now. Luckily, she's got a really good support network around her, but she also has um, other streams of income. She has a florist membership as well, where she's got two kind of kinds of membership. She's got like a bride membership where brides can kind of log in and learn how to DIY their flowers, and then she's also got like a business membership for other florists that can kind of learn how to do their social yeah, media and all bit that of like sort a of subscription. Well. But that's the kind of thing, like as self-employed business owners, that we don't always have a plan and for. You know, if I had to have six weeks off work or um, two months off work, mm. if the worst happened, if I was poorly, and you know, these things don't have a habit of kind of not announcing themselves and they just kind of... Just pop up. Oh, they pop up. There and, they are. Yeah. yeah. And then deal with it. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of how it works. Yeah. Deal with it. Or, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the wedding industry closed down and, you know, our income dried up. So... Um, we, we've done a couple of podcasts on multiple yeah. revenue streams, haven't we? And, and, and actually, from having experience of this, of having that, you know, when we started, we did, we started with networking events, and then they all got pulled. So then we had to find other streams of income. But let's do it the other way around. Like, yeah. get them in place in the first place. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be within the wedding industry. So no. Of, um, a lot of people that we talk to on this subject or, you know, brainstorm with, with people that are like bright girls, I do think I need another form of income. A lot of them will put in something in place for like maybe a membership or levels that their couples can kind of um, access. One of our um, content club members has a membership whereby, and I think this is genius, um, she pays for the content club, which gives her all of the content. So uh, that gives her blogs, um, social media etc now what she does with the blogs is she puts it behind a payment window for her couples to get like advice for their wedding oh, and if they yes. want to Clever. access those blogs they have to pay, they pay. the membership fee now she gets that quite passively because she's already done all the promotion for it it's not totally passive because she does have to promote it um, and, and she talks to her couples about joining that in order to get kind of like extra tips extra help extra budgeting That's help so smart and They've also like included some of our lead magnets in there, so custom the trackers, all inside that. And then during the time that that couple is kind of going through that journey of getting married, they're accessing that from her, and I think she charges something like 20 quid a month. So she charges more than it costs her to even get it from us. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have to write any of it. Um, and also so what would be great as well massively passive is yeah, that that um, you know I'd imagine she's got couples in there that are her clients for other wedding yeah, business yeah. but also ones that aren't that yeah. then she's warming them up yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, that excites me I like this yeah so <laughs> that's really clever and I think she charges like twenty ninety nine a month for that service and the couples like love it because they get to um, access Oh, when you're planning a wedding, it's just, oh, yeah, you can't get enough of information. Information, tips, that sort of thing. Um, little bits of extra help. Mm. And then because she's an, a member of Content Club, she doesn't even have to write any of it, which is just absolutely genius. genius. It's absolutely genius, isn't it? Um, but, but similarly, we talk to wedding professionals and we, we talk to them about things that they might have like expertise in or yeah. that they know that's outside of of what they do in the wedding industry and that's fine you don't have to oh, no. i mean like do whatever you love and that you're good at and then when we say 
what you are an expert in. You don't have to be like, you know, you don't have to have degrees and, I mean, lovely if you do, but if you don't think about, you know, what advice you're giving to people on a regular basis, is it, I don't know, you've got children that have had sleep issues and now you've cracked it, isn't yeah. it? Like, like DIY, are you good at puppy training? Like, like whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, and I think... Um, yeah, not just kind of online and, you know, a lot of people get scared about like online education and having to sit and record in front of a computer and or present or do masterclasses or anything like that. Um, the, per- the example that I just gave of the lady inside of our content with membership, that's all kind of paper-based products mm-hmm. and, and she doesn't do any presenting whatsoever. It's just blogs, trackers that people can print at home, that sort of thing. So there are, there are ways as well maybe you could make a planner or a tracker or you wanted to write a book or anything like that that just brings in extra forms of income yeah. so that you're not reliant on one form of That's income it. into your business. And I think for me, these last kind of five, six weeks of um, not working as much and still having those passive income yeah, streams we, coming in, yeah, it's quite last, nice. For the last month, <laughs> not nice. we've hardly worked. We've hardly worked. I, I think... We've checked in here, there, and everywhere. Made yeah, sure that yeah, we've done like the wed mini bits and bobs. We've checked in that emails, I ticked over. I've had three holidays. So you've, been on, <laughs> you've been on holiday. I've sat in the sun for like a week and, in the garden. And it's been nice. It's been nice to. Do you know, and, you get and like actually, little notifications like X amount is being transferred. Yeah. Like, That's oh. nice, but also I think quite often people get sick with stress. So the fact actually we don't have to think about that money coming in yeah. that's work that it comes in every month yes we're not sitting here saying we're millionaires we're far from millionaires however this time that's the goal this time <laughs> Gracie's looking goal. at million pound houses to buy on is right she? move oh, oh, she always yeah. does this mummy mummy this is going to be my bedroom I'm like okay we're going for it okay no, 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 I like that I like that <laughs> um, but I do know that if we had to take four weeks off work or I had to take yeah. two months off work that the business would be okay um i think that's something as well um i know there isn't as much in our business savings as we would like there to be mm-hmm. but we did get through covid and i'm sure a lot of you listening will be the same is for you to just put away a little bit of money every month a little and rainy day i think savings i think fund. the sensible thing is to have three months worth of business expenses yeah, put aside definitely. so that you're covered for three months but some people won't feel comfortable with that some people will want six months or maybe even 12 months so i think, I think you've got to look at kind of your long-term plan where where you want to be and then put some content contingency in there because that for me how nice is that brain space as well knowing that we're a little bit safe yeah rather yeah, yeah. than going from stress, one month stress, to the stress, next stress, to the yeah. next like always working for that next booking and i think um a great tip to do that is to um set up a direct debit so you don't have to think about it it's yeah it's already an expense that goes out um and if you do it kind of on the first of every month set up a direct debit or a standing order that goes into another bank account like an expense that you pay in your business um whether it's 50 pound 20 pound 100 pound, whatever you can afford that is just rainy day money and it's sat there like your tax bill like how you would yeah um, i think the last thing and it, and it kind of just came to me as we were kind of um thinking about this is that the, there is help out there um there's grants that you can access isn't there that you don't need to pay back there are lo- business loans that you can kind of look at um we're not financial advisors no not at all no we, we can't sit and talk to you and tell you to go and get loans and what the best rates are etc but you are 
able to go and check that out for yourself and you know if if there is no shame in getting a bit of a learning to see through the next few months no. as long as you know that you know there's the plan in place for your business to be able to pay that back mm-hmm. whether it's a business credit card or whether it's something a little bit more like a loan but remember grants if you're eligible for grants you don't need to pay that money back um and there are quite a lot out there isn't there like be yeah all you've got to do is have a little you know, spend a couple of hours hunting them down they're out there they're on yeah, google yeah yeah Go and have a look at local government grants, what grants you can yeah, be eligible for. Um, quite often you just need to prove that your business is trading in the area. Um, and there, there's always new ones coming out, isn't there? Like yeah. every few months we go and check, don't we? We do, we're like, <laughs> like oh, we, look at this one. Are we eligible for this grant? <laughs> are we, can we get that one? So yeah, have, um, have go, a little look at that. Yeah, go and have a look at that. Maybe just kind of um, pencil that in. Yeah, and what I would say kind of on... On a personal level, you know, like like you were saying, Kate, there's no shame, you know, when looking for stuff like that and asking for help. If you are someone that's thinking, like, I, I don't know, like, how am I going to afford stuff in the next kind of couple of months? What what can you look at? Um, again, we're not financial advisors, but look at what you can cut back on. And I know there are kind of debt charities out there, like Step Change, that are absolutely amazing. Um, um, but loads and loads of people are going to be in the same position. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Don't bury your head in the sand. Um, go and ask. Go and you know ask your bank, ask um, whoever it is that you bank with, etc. What kind of is available out there? Your credit card company. Um, quite often, it's like local councils as well that give out grants. Don't they? Yeah. So there'll be a, like a business um, thing there. Um, I've I think I've had like three grants in our business. Mm. Um, kind of the bridal shop in this one so yeah they're definitely out there and just something i kind of thought of there um so yeah um just to kind of run through them increase your prices tie in that contract up look at your marketing plan and don't cut back on the things that are going to bring in your couples no. um network th- network 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 and think about how you can incorporate another revenue stream perhaps like it's not even aside from what you do maybe it's just about kind of an upsell as well so what you could upsell um to your clients that you've already got yeah um i've loved these tips like i don't know like, yeah. i'm like oh i'm gonna go away and have a look at some of these myself <laughs> thanks for joining us thank but you we look forward to seeing you next time we need to come up with a podcast plan now so that we don't lose another podcast again um but we'll look forward to seeing you next time we're gonna go and get some lunch now take care bye guys